Hello, everybody, and I want to welcome you guys back to Living by Design with me, your host, Amber Williams, and we have a special guest today. We have the beautiful Megan Ward, and we're going to let her introduce you. So, Megan, go on. Who is Megan? Thanks, Amber. I'm super excited to be here today. My name is Megan Ward. I'm a women's entrepreneurial activist. I'm a U.S.-based American entrepreneur for the U.S. Embassy, and I'm an international speaker where I share about my work and what I've done here in the city of Detroit in terms of women's empowerment and entrepreneurship. Okay. And you guys, she is an amazing mother and wife. We're going we're gonna to drop that in there, too. Yes. Megan, so... What was the catalyst that got you here? Because like, I've been following you for years. We've been connecting for years. And so this has like been a long time coming, but what was the catalyst to get you to where you are right now? Cause you're doing amazing things. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, oh my goodness. There's been so many aha moments over the journey. I would say the first aha moment was when I was six years old and my grandfather told me that I was going to be an entrepreneur and that I was going to own my own company. I had no idea what that was. Um, okay. I had seen him running businesses and him being an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what being my own boss was. And so that seed was planted in me very early on. I was really raised as a leader. Um, my daily decisions, like my family instilled in me, you know, be a leader. And so it was interesting though, Amber, because I was a very shy child. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the years, I would say that my family really elevated my toolkit, you know, mm-hmm. to, yeah, like to move in the world, um, to sit at any table. Um, and, and they really beefed up my confidence. You know, I was really timid. I was very, um, you know, I didn't want to speak a lot. And I just remember, you know, going into restaurants and, and being like seven, eight years old. And my mom's like, go order the table. I'd be like, wait, what? So, you know, like walking up to people and, and really like learning how to communicate. And I think that's one of biggest things in life is like knowing how to communicate with people, understanding emotional intelligence. And Mm. um, it's just made my life as an entrepreneur easier. It's yeah. I know. Cause you, when, when I reached out to you, um, I knew that was one thing about you that with your grandfather and and like generational, what are you a second generation entrepreneur? So like we have that in common And I remember growing up just watching my grandfather and his businesses and then my parents. And like, we learned so much. It's like when you have that option and you see what it looks like to be an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you have that, not even kind of, it's that blueprint. You have that blueprint of what it looks like. So it's not something that's just out there floating around and foreign to you, you know? And like you said, you have that toolkit, but I love how you said um, it really shaped your emotional intelligence because that is something that is huge with entrepreneurs. That's something that's huge in corporate companies that people truly lack and has to be something that's very cultivated. So, I mean, I love that about, I love that about you that, you know, and you're so graceful. So, I mean, and kind, and we need that in the world. You know, it's, it's easier to work with people who understand and are compassionate. So, um, diving in more into that, can you just talk about your journey of entrepreneurship? Like, where did you start? What was your first business look like? And then what does it look like now? Cause you really, es- uh, like elevated 
to international speaking. And I know, like you said, you're um, an activist. Like, what was the trajectory? What did it, what was the path? What did it look like? Yeah, yeah. So when the recession hit, and I know you remember this time, like everyone was losing their jobs. People with college degrees couldn't find jobs. I remember a friend of mine, she had her college degree, she had a master's degree, and she's like, you know, I'm just going to go work at Target. And so um, at that time, I was in college and my mom said, hey, Megan, like, you know, I'm funding your lifestyle while you're up at school. And she's a single, she was a single mom at that time really a single mom for my entire life. And she's like, you know, we're going to have to make some really hard decisions and you're going to have to come back home from school. And here I was, you know, I had really worked really, really hard to get to college. You know what I'm saying? Like cheerleader, A's and B's, honor roll student, just really crossing my, my T's and dotting my I's my entire life. And I felt at that moment that everything was being taken away from me. And my mom and I, we had been through challenges. We had been through those seasons of um, just really strife and, and pulling ourselves up out of a hole. And so I'm like, you know, why would we dig ourselves in a hole again? Like I have to go to school, you know? And so I remember thinking, I have to make this work. You know, she can't feel like she has all these responsibilities of me going to college and that it's all on her back. So I remember thinking of, okay, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to stay up here. Right. And so got on Craigslist, (laughs) got on Craigslist. And I remember thinking of, I need to start a business because, you know, these part-time jobs aren't going to work with a full load of classes. And so this was like my strategic brain kind of thinking. And I was 21, you know, my friends were at the club, they were like, hey, you want to go party? And I'm like, hey, I'm trying to figure out how I can make a living so that I can stay up here at school. And so the mindset, like my mindset in college, it really up leveled because I started thinking as an adult. I started thinking, mm-hmm. okay, you know, like of all these different things of like, okay, if I make this move, this could happen. These, these, these are the outcomes, right? And so so yeah, I just started utilizing my skill sets and my gifts. I was majoring in business marketing. So I said, you know, why not go into this business? And so I remember thinking of branding and marketing and advertising and all these different things and eventually put out a post. I said, hi, I'm a student here at Western Michigan University and I'm interested in helping you build your business. And that moment changed my entire life. Like that's why we're sitting here today. Wow. You know, and, and I know you probably can attest to this because one of the things I did a lot of marketing and branding too, I went to school and my minor was marketing and then it was PR was my under, was my main degree, Mm -hmm. but you really do not understand until you're in it that our gifts that we have, everybody doesn't know everything that we know. Mm-hmm. I had to tell myself, cause I'm like, people should know how to do that. People should know how to start an LLC. People should know how to do these things. But then when you really get into the thick of it and you see that you're offering the service, like people really don't know how to do this. It's that's why there are gifts. That's why they come to us to be able to do these, these turn around this and give it to them in excellent form. So um, I know that you in your company, you do um, designing, so brand designing. Um, I mean, product product design, right? Um, 
And so you went to school for the marketing and the branding. How did you transition from that to doing like the product? I mean, like when I, for me to think about it, I can see how you turn, you went from there, but I know you have an entire firm where you create these products and then really kind of like do from A to B for the people taking it to the market. So like, how did you get into that? Yeah, no, that's a great. um, So yeah, like branding is definitely the foundation of my expertise. And then design came about just really from a passion of being creative. I remember being in college and I was like, you know, I want to be a makeup artist. I want to be a wardrobe stylist. And Mm -hmm. I just had all these other passions of mine. And I think the most important thing to understand about your purpose is that Your hobbies aren't necessarily your purpose, but they can help cultivate your purpose because you can start to weed out what you're excellent at, what you're not so great at, what you just like to do, you know? And so Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like those lines can be, get very gray, right? Because just because we like to do something doesn't necessarily mean that it's our purpose. And so I just remember thinking like, okay, how can I be in fashion? And so I was like, well, I don't like fashion that much to build a whole career around it, but I do like the aspect of putting things together. And so I was like, what's the closest thing to that? And I remember brand brand and design. I remember seeing that and I didn't know how to design. I didn't know how to work Adobe program, Photoshop, Illustrator, all of those things, but I took out the time and taught myself, you know, a college Mm -hmm. degree is one thing, but being a student of life is a whole different ball game. A whole different thing. Yes. And just teaching yourself Adobe and it's true. For me, you know, I do design too. And I had to, when I wanted to take my sketches to the next level, I enrolled myself into a 3d and, um, a 3D, can't even, a CAD program and CATIA and all those things, which really unlocked me stepping in fully into engineering and interior design, which was already a foundational base of it. But learning those programs and learning that skill set, and just like you said earlier, um, the recession, when we came out of that last recession, I was like, man, I got to get my skill set up. And I think people do not, Skills pay the bills, okay? Like skills, trades, they pay the bills, you know, and then you you tap that genius on top of it to be able to build the brand that you built. Like you're banking. It's it's like, it's happening, you know? You have no choice but to put the energy behind it and it just keeps going and you get the momentum uh, to get to where you're going. So it's like, I think people really like listening to this interview, understanding that skills pay the bill. Like if you really want to step into your next income category or starting a business, what kind of skill set do you you need? Because right now, you know, tech is the thing right now. So if you have some type of skill in tech, like you're good because AI and all this stuff that we have right now is it's not even the future anymore. It's right now. And it's like, people need to be aware. Do you use any, like any AI in your, in your, uh, design? 
Yeah. So I actually don't have to because I'm at like the entry stages of branding. So a lot of times when I'm doing like product development, I'm creating that base foundation. Now we get into like designing 3D worlds, then yes, like I can design out like a conference or, you know, a shopping experience or things like that. It is the future, Amber. And I think what's important about now is that, you know, we're still in the early stage, you know, and so are stage, yeah. yeah, like to adopt these technologies, it's really like you, you have to get all into it, even if you don't know it, even if you feel uncomfortable. And so, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, th- this is a revolution happening before our eyes. And how do I not get counted out? Right. Like, I think that's a real question to ask ourselves. Yeah, That is a real question. Yeah, like the pandemic changed so many different things. And it's like, okay, are you going to be, you know, one of those people that even like when Instagram started getting popular, people were like, you know, I don't know how to use Instagram. Well, one, Instagram is a free tool, right? So if you use it effectively, it can not only be a free tool, but it can build revenue streams for your companies. And so now that we're thinking about, you know, the metaverse and, augmented realities and virtual realities and oculus glasses and all these different things right we not we won't right. get it. but you're like okay what do i do you know and so my hope especially for women 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 of color minority women is to start having these conversations with each other with my yeah. tribe we've definitely started having these conversations like mm-hmm. how will our businesses pivot you know how will we scale is there an opportunity to scale digitally at that level so yes you know actually you're talking about um with the metaverse i was with i was just i just got back from houston this weekend i was talking to my friend because she everything she does now is like basically metaverse space and she was just talking about Accentra now does their employee training through vr and i was just like so i'm like okay i was like amber i was like I've, I had one foot in the metaverse and I'm like, okay, I'm about to put two feet in the metaverse now. Cause I was yes. like, I know about that. And I'm very up to date on a lot of AI and everything, just being in engineering, but I don't, I, I need, I need to something that I read the other day, need to, need to really step into my beginner's mind so I can just dive all the way into it. But I also was thinking, since you said Instagram, you have a huge following base on Instagram. You have talked about like making influencer, um, making influencer income streams and you make, don't you, you're, we would call you, you, you are influencer too, right? You, you would what? say that? I wouldn't say that I'm an influencer. No, I, I definitely wouldn't. Um, I'm an entrepreneur by heart. Um, I love to create businesses, but I'm also, I also see opportunity and okay. I'm, I'm really big on monetizing off your personal brand. I think that's what we're going to see a lot of in the metaverse. And so, okay. um, you know, I, I play my cards when it comes to working with big brands and it it's one of those things, Amber, where I love to see what hasn't been done before and I love to do it. Okay. And so when it comes to like innovation in a very unorthodox way, I'm about that life. Like I, I truly am. So I'm like, you know, if, if there's no one that's going for the big brands, I, I will, you know, and I'm a, yeah. micro, you know, 
I'm considered a micro influencer, which is like influencers under like 150K. And so micro influencers, we are all of us, right? Like Because most of us are entrepreneurs, but we're next up. And I say that because brands are gearing away from celebrities or people with like millions of followers because they're starting to realize that we have the biggest impact. You know, we have the biggest engagement. We have built the communities that are creating these massive networks, right? So let's just say you have a network of 100 people and then those 100 people, they know 100 people, that's your network. Yeah. Versus like a million, a million people following a celebrity and, you know, there's just like so many different people where we have niche communities and they know our likes and what we don't like and all these different things. So it's easier, I would say in this day and age to work with a big brand as okay. long as you're about building the relationship and not mm-hmm. for a dollar sign. It is. And relationships are everything. Relationships are everything. I don't think people really understand how big relationships are. You know, I've been cultivating a relationship with you online for years. So it's yes. like relationships are huge. And you just, and collaboration is the new business. Like if you're not, collaborating with people or trying to find ways how people can make money together. I was like, what are you doing? Like, there's so much money for out. There's just an abundant of everything out here for everybody. Um, and so I really wanted to kind of like pivot and then like go into family business. Cause I love the war dynasty. I remember seeing what was it last year? You guys, your family made a crest. I was like, oh, Megan, she's on, they're on some, they're on some next level. Like only if you know, you know, if you know what a a family crest is, then you know. And I was like, okay, I I get it. I see the vision and I, and I get you guys, you know what I'm saying? I I get you. Cause I was like, okay. So like, I want to dive into the, like the family business, like you and your husband, you guys work together and the family. And then I know you have what um, your oldest son is. He's five, right? He's five. Yeah, Grace, five. Actually just turned one. Yep. Um, what does it look like, your, fam- your family dynamic and structure? Because I think the women, I talked about this the other day, um, women sh- should be able to have a choice, you know, and to be able to be mom and or whatever they decide they want to do and they can do it all, but creating that, what's the first, like ecosystem. Cause I really saw that a lot growing up in my household. Cause I come from an entrepreneurial family, but my mom really, um, she made it work, but she also, we had support. I, I, I asked her all the time. I was like, mom, how'd you do it? She was like, Oh, we had support, but it was still hard. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, you how like what does it look like and how do you do it yeah for sure um one the first thing that comes to mind is and you're big on this is living by design right yes. I design my life with God's vision in mind and mm-hmm. once you own up to what God has for you and you really start accepting you can really start seeing the beauty of life but what I've built with my family is one of my most proud accomplishments, the the relationship that I have with my husband, um, the relationship that I have with my kids, the way that they work together and love on each other. Um, it's just really, really beautiful. And 
Amber, it's something that I've never seen before. Uh, I'm an only child, uh, pretty tight-knit, close family, um, you know, come from some traumas and things that, you know, I've had to heal from and still healing over the years. Um, but really doing the work, really doing that internal work and then seeing it show up in every area of my life, you know, um, from time to time, I might get someone who say, you know, well, how'd you, how'd you make it here? Or, or how'd you get to do all of these things? Honestly, being a good person, being a fair person, giving people grace and space, and then putting myself first. Um, You know, the women in my family worked so hard, still work so hard and had that selfless mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've Mm -hmm. always admired how women put things together, right? How they're able to wake up in the morning, put the kids in the car, you know, um, stay focused on what they have to do at work and then just make the day just so fulfilling and full. And I see my, seen my mom did that, but I also seen her burn out, right? I, I seen her burn out and I knew, I said, I, I, I don't want that. So what's required for me to not burn out? And that was putting yourself first, right? So putting yourself first, new world for me, totally uncomfortable. Literally, it would make me cringe to even think about putting myself first. But my family, my sons know, my husband knows, Megan first. But after Megan, Megan is also a wife and a mom and a friend and a mentor, right? They know I have all these roles and that you really can't put me in a box, you know? And I see a lot of women sacrificing their career. Um, I knew I didn't want to sacrifice any parts of my career. Um, If I had to wait to make an educated decision or a best decision to properly plan out my vision and my business ideas and concepts, then I would wait. You know, I remember launching Femology in 2017 and my son was one and he was, he was with me through the building phase of femology. And so he really, he got to see the gritty nights and the, you know, not going to sleep and all of those things. And so they've been rocking with me, Amber, like they deserve everything. Like my fam, they are sweet. They are kind. They are intelligent. They, um, just, they're everything. And I'm just really proud of them as human beings. If, yeah. if I'm not related to them, I would still be so very proud of just their mindsets and, and what they're open to. Oh, I love all of that. Um, <laughs> oh, I love all that. Cause you know, family is like huge for me. And it's like, like you said, when God is in the center of everything and we're just designing this life, that's our dreams, things start to just flow. It doesn't even really matter how long, cause God really like lines things up. You sometimes you have to go through these soul lessons one. So you can get to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And it's like, it's not that we're waiting, but we're in position for the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, But we have, I've been watching you do um, your wellness journey, your healing journey, which has been so beautiful. And like you said, you know, we, we all come here with some traumas. And, but the thing is, what's beautiful is that you have the courage to really work through them so you can have this beautiful 
just sacred life and bond with your family. So like, I commend you that and I, and I, and I want to see you so much love and honor it for you. Thank and you. I know this past, what was it? When did you guys go on this family trip? I'm like the yep. family trip, we went for a whole month yep, to like and everything. Like how did that happen? And like planning that out, what was it like? What was the experience in Bali? Yeah, so we've been doing these, we call them world tour trips, where we spend 30 days in a country or a couple different countries. And normally the countries we select them based off of our bucket list trips. And so we'll kind of bounce off of, you know, Gil did London, that was like his trip. Um, Dubai and Bali was my trip. And then we're going to go to Tokyo for Grace trip. We've kind of, you know, Enhance Tokyo next level. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, we gotta go to Tokyo. He was like, but mom, I'm thinking about Tokyo or Australia. I don't really know. Um, but it's just really cool that we can have these opportunities. And the seed of traveling started with us in 2017. We we started traveling that year, right? So it's not like we have like a 10-year, you know, span or 20 year span. We started traveling that year and you know, God was really tugging on us like, hey, like you guys are global. And, it, you know, when you when you lean into your gifts, you're like, what? You know, like, God, are you sure about this? And yeah. our first, yeah, like our first trip, the embassy um, flew us out to a country called Tbilisi, Georgia. And we had an amazing time. We bonded with some of the diplomats, became friends with them. And that's when we realized how we were able to bond with people of different nationalities and and we were just like wow you know all ego aside but we're kind of worldly people you know and 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 people take to us and that was something we had to lean into because it was uncomfortable you know we're from Detroit like we're from the inner city um we call it West Side. <laughs> and yeah. um, my husband and I, you know, we didn't grow up seeing people travel. We didn't grow up okay. seeing, um, you know, like family trips was like going to Cedar Point and things like that. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe like a Florida trip every now and then or like Hawaii, but um, that was a blue moon. So to frequent different countries, I would say we, we are incredibly blessed. Um, that is what we consider wealth is, is traveling and learning different people and cultures, um, yes. and how to move in the world. Right. And be a, yes. Gray is gray and Astro are like getting, they're getting like, they're, they're learning so much from all the travel, like Bali. I know like Bali's on my list. Like the places that I've been overseas is, but I've been Australia, New Zealand, and then like the islands. And I've been to all the, like basically all the States and Unis- in the United States. But my son has traveled more than me. He's been to London, Paris, Scotland. I love um, that. Like for me, That's and I'm crazy. just like, I'm grateful for my parents and my mom. Like when I was home working and really pounding the pounding the payway, trying to um, build my own brand. Because like for me, like my son was, when I graduated from college, I moved to New York and I ended up coming back when I found I was pregnant, but my son was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. So I was like, I got to find out, I got to find these resources. So it was like, I'm trying to build and do that as a family. And then just kind of like focus on that. And it's like, 
I'm grateful for my village to be able to do that and grateful that my mom is someone who loves to travel. She was like, okay, we're taking the kids. Like that's their thing as they take the kids, their grandkids on all these trips. So I'm like, well, he never missed out on anything. So I'm just grateful for that, that he didn't miss out on anything, but like travel is so huge when you're a child to be able to experience the world, it really does shape you. So like, I can't wait to see who Gray and who Astro become because they've got the world at their fingertips, you know? And and then also you look at it like this, like you said, we're worldly people and you get to go to these other countries and talk to women about being business professionals, like, I know that like when you stepped into, because when did you step into, you know, that, what was it? Has it been about two years you've been doing traveling for? Um, It actually has been five. Yep. Five been, I mean, five years that you've been traveling and speaking internationally. Yep. Has five it been five? Years. Wow. Yep. There's something called the U.S. Embassy Speaker Program that okay. I was inducted in in 2017. Oh, and wow. Okay. After that, they started sending me reoccurring trips. And so with the reoccurring trips, my second trip was Trinidad and Tobago. After mm-hmm. that, Moscow, Russia. Um, and then some other opportunities came about, but it was during the pandemic. And I'm also a mom, right? And so when you're traveling to third world countries and countries that are at war, you really have to make that, again, educated decision or your family of, does this make sense for us, right? Okay. Is what move for us to do? And so, um, you know, I, I've passed up some opportunities just because it has not, you know, aligned or, you know, the kids mm-hmm. were doing something or something like that. But again, like prioritizing, right? So sometimes the kids, you know, it, I might have a deadline, right? That deadline might come first that day, right? And so, overarching of course the kids come first but when mom has a deadline or a task at hand they know I have to get it done right there's something about me Amber is like regardless I'm getting it done you know and and just something that I think I've learned like through through childhood you know and having a single mom that you don't want to slip up right like that that one thing can really put a fork in, in so many other things. And so, um, I just really learned a really, a heck of a work ethic, right? Like a heck of a a work ethic, man, Amber. And, and, you know, social media is one thing, but like, I go hard in the paint, you know, when it comes to the, the overall vision and, and the late nights, like I'll say yes to it, you know? And, I'm not saying that that's always right because it has affected my self-care and, you know, things like that. But I think as women understanding what our limits are, you know, when I get to my limit, I stop. Right. Yeah. When I get to my limit, I stop. Um, But I used to not stop and be on the hamster wheel and just not stop. And I remember getting fibroids, you know, in my early 20s. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, what are fibroids? Like, I don't know what the, you know, mm-hmm. young 
young women, you hear about the, you kind of see it on Google, right? But then when it actually happens to you, you're like, did I really drive myself down this pathway? You know? Okay. So self-care has definitely been a challenge over the years. Um, Pandemic, I lost about 40 pounds and that truly changed the way I viewed self-care. And it wasn't about the weight, but it was about putting myself first and Mm -hmm. why I had such a challenge putting myself first. And again, mirror work, right? (laughs) Sometimes you have to face uncomfortable truths about yourself. And um, there's so much beauty in that at the same time. It is is to be the learn the transparency. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was diagnosed with, I found out two years, what's this been two years that I had a fibroid too. And I was like, how did I get this? I was like, I do all the things. I do all the things and I'm always working down there. I'm always like, you know, and um, it's so, I'm so glad you brought that because it brings an awareness, especially in the black community, black women, we suffer the most with fibroids, but I am just meeting a lot of women who we, um, that work ethic like we work so hard and then it's like I'm seeing a lot of women that they're having the same thing and it's like the doctors and the researchers they need to dive in deeper and see what is going on I mean like I already have my own little thing where I know what's going on but it's so prevalent in our community that it's getting like really scary and it's like it can affect us in so many ways but Thank you for like bringing that up because that is like something and just like sharing your truth about that because that is, it's like you said, it's good for us to be in these spaces and have these talks and then women, seeing women like you and knowing that, you know, you're experiencing the same thing and it's like, whoever I could help, we could help, you know, in that way. So thank you for mentioning that. Um, I also wanted to just bring up, like, as far as like your self-care, is it for you? Because this is how I think about self-care. Like self-care is an everyday thing for me. Do you feel that way? Or is it like you work, 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 and then you take a couple of days off? Or is it something like every single day, like you are tuning in for so many hours before you know, you work or just the me time? Because I know you said it's Megan first. Well, what does that look like? Do you, is it every single day or is it like you work, 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 and then you take off? So the first thing that comes to mind, Amber, and I know you're so big on self-care and that's one of the big reasons why I admire you. You know, you see boss women, but then you see boss women burning out, but then you see boss women taking really, really good care of themselves. And that's something that's always been a goal of mine. Um, Seeing my mom just work really, really hard and then, you know, do a bath every blue moon, you know, and another thing, I I feel like self-care has been so commercialized. Um, Self-care is not just baths and getting our nails done and going to get massages, but self-care is a state of being. It's a state of mind. And so going through that personal development journey of putting myself first, that was a self-care experience. You know, I had to Mm -hmm. challenge my belief system of, okay, when you wake up, why aren't you spending time with yourself? When you wake Mm -hmm. up, why are you thinking about what projects you have, you know? And growing up, 
performing was huge for me, you know, measuring up to excellence, measuring up to, you know, black girl excellence. That, that was all something that I was striving for. And when you're striving and striving and there's no destination, you can get lost. And yes. I got lost, Amber. You know, I looked up, I was 25 years old and I was just really lost at not what I was doing professionally um, because I was very driven in that regard. But when it came to self, just really, really lost and confused and no foundation. Okay. Yep. So, th- so that is where I was. And what truly helped me was an emergency, you know, when, when your health, when your health tanks and something goes wrong, that kind of creates that aha moment for you. And you're like, okay, yeah, something has to change and something has to change quick, you know? And so I just, yeah, I remember telling my husband, like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I think I'm going to have to really start taking care of myself. And, and that's when he jumped on the self-care wagon where he was like, okay. okay. Yeah. And so now it's like, we're, we're, I consider us a self-care tag team, you know, when he needs to go and handle his runs or, you know, his haircut or even like getting friend time, you know, like him going to spend time with his friends or me going to spend time with, you know, my women friends, like that is all a part of self-care, you know? So it's it's been a healthy learning experience and I would say I'm still in the early stage of early stages of discovering, you know, what I like, what I don't like and being firm in it. You know what I'm saying, Amber? (laughs) It it doesn't even be, it's not even a a lifestyle anymore. Like you said, it's, it's a state of being and I've started something new this past week that I'm adding in my business, Tai Chi. I've always been like drawn to Tai Chi, but my friend that I was just with and I was doing business with this weekend, like she's a Tai Chi master. And so I'm like, she was teaching, like I sat in a session with her and I was like, I'm in, I'm in. Cause anything that can take me to the next level, elevate. Cause like now, since my son is about to be 18 and graduate, oh, it's go time. Unless, you know, I know like the, the, my focus is I'm going to get married. I know I'll get married. I always knew I would get married later in life. If I have another kid, if I do, I do. I don't. I got to experience being a mother. But this elevation of my mind being able to, it's like, I tell people all the time, it's about that endurance to be able to do the journey and to be able to do the journey and be this, I like to say, this world-class human being while doing this journey. Because it's like, what what you just said, the awareness you had around like telling your husband, yo, something's not right. I got to slow down. Like, you you know how many people like turn off those tickers, those, 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 those thermostat in their body. That's telling them like, Hey, you need to cool down or, or you're going to burn out or you're going to get sick. You're going to have a stroke people who just don't do it. So it's like, it's so easy to ignore it. It is very easy to, you're like, oh, it's nothing. I got a little pain. You should never ache in pain. If you have an ache and pain in your body, even if you're cramping as a woman, that's a red flag. And we're so accustomed to ignoring the red flags. You're like, oh, it's nothing. I'm, I'm old. I'm this, I'm 30. Oh, you know, the mean they'll say ladies over 35, what hurts today? And I'm like, nothing. 
So it's like, <laughs> right. Because anytime I hear something, I'm like, Mm-mm. So I'm not, I'm working too hard. I'm not doing this. I'm not taking up enough time. And it's like, dial back. Oh, I can't be the best in what I do, or I can't serve people like I want to serve people. And so, you know, it's just so, it's so beautiful to um, hear you say that, like it was an awareness that you had because a lot of people don't have that awareness. And, oh. and in the pandemic, it really kind of like some people, everybody had to slow down. It really clicked on for some people. And they're like, I don't like this. I don't like what I'm doing or anything. So we're going to go on and we're going to wrap it up. And I want to ask, is there anything else you want to give it also? Okay. This is like the question I always ask women. What does it mean to be a goddess? Because you know I'm all about the goddess mastery, but everything like because you are definitely a goddess. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. I, I I love it. Um, having a philosophy for your own life, um, and cultivating that philosophy through every experience of life, mm. and we live our life in gratitude. Um no matter the season, no matter what we're experiencing, we just love to take the good from it. And the not so good, we just take it as a learning experience and become better human beings. And it has allowed us to move so peacefully in life and, Mm -hmm. you know, to to truly show up, you know, in, in all areas. And um, I don't show up differently. Like my, the essence of my spirit does not yeah. show up differently in, in different, um, aspects of life, if that makes sense. So, you know, how you have some people, they're like, I'm going to be this way in business, but then I'm going to be this way with my family. No, if I'm a loving, kind, gracious human being, I'm going to be that way in business. And I'm also going to be that way with my family. Am I saying, am I not going to be firm? No, I'm still a very firm businesswoman. Yeah. The essence and the nature of who I am does not change. Mm, that's goddess mastery. That's mastery in itself. So I love that. So you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, the work with you or follow you on Instagram. I know I'll put like your, all the information down there, but how can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So Instagram, Megan A. Ward, M-E-A-G-A-N-A-W-A-R-D. And then if you want to just browse my website, Megan Ward, you can. If you're interested in mentorship or branding, I do have those available. So it was awesome chatting today. I was totally looking forward to this conversation, Amber. Me too. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done a podcast and I'm a big fan of podcasts. So thank you for having me. I admire your work and everything that you're doing in life and love and your purpose. So thank you again. You're welcome. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you for listening.